All right, Matt. It's Monday. You got anything to fucking talk about? Um, I thought it was cool that we had video Spotify. Don't you? Yeah, yeah that was neat. It's really cool. That's about that. That's about it for me. Sound old. Everybody else is like, yeah, video. Yeah, it's not even a big deal. Well, I know, but it's in the in the Spotify thing. The other platforms don't have it yet, and we don't have it on all of our feeds. But at least the BC Pod one does, so that's good. I mean, to me, Spotify is the best music listening app. I think it just, so, yeah. it just is. Like, I, I do not like using the Apple one. I think I it hate sucks. It. And I just, I'm not saying Spotify is a, a good company or something, but I just like their interface, the way it works. I like the way that they recommend songs to me. Mm-hmm. And it's just easy. And my whole family has their own Spotify, and it's just neat. You the know, just Apple, I mean, I, I'm very confused by why I don't like their apple music and apple podcast because every other thing about apple i like and i'm a big believer in the ecosystem i take phone right. calls right here on this microphone it through my i text the link to the Zoom. i mean every single thing is in their walled ecosystem it's right. my favorite by a long shot but why i mean and it's weird because music and podcasting are the things that i most do yeah and on those things nope i'm totally hate them so right. i don't know if the, if that's because I'm, it, is it related to the fact that I do music and podcasts, or like I look at it different that way, or are they just miss? Like, what am I? I feel like I'm. What am I missing? Because I usually go, well, if Apple's signaling, I should be doing this, and I usually think they're right. So right. I can't understand why it's so bad. And some people like it, right? Apple. I mean, the isn't podcast it? App? Yeah. Yeah. Do more I'm, people listen to podcasts on Apple? And then I don't think they do the music as much. But I mean, it's the second. It's, it's a very dominant music platform. Right. That's probably because they just have iPhones too. And then, yeah. and people just are wary. I the thing that is really sucking, uh, brain power for me is how many thing subscriptions do you have to buy now i mean we're i mean i want people to subscribe to this podcast the listeners of this exact podcast are subscribers but i mean i was thinking you know spotify the youtube tv like all these apps that i want to use i got a canva Mm -hmm. subscription Mm -hmm. uh i got apps you know all this stuff so it's great in maybe even most ways but the idea i thought the foundation of it was it'll be cheaper but it's just not well it's more expensive right well, I don't know. I mean, it's not going to stop, but it will transform and become more effortless. So what used to be like, I have three subscriptions, Netflix, uh, it's just some other thing and some other thing randomly. But now it's like you have a bunch of every – you have multiple. Right. So you have to learn the discipline of what your what your value is. But almost everything is going to move as has or is in process of moving to that model. And probably the government and everything else will. So it's not yeah. going to stop us. You'll be paying per mile that you drive on roads right. or riding. And like, like everything's going to be that way. And so you'll have to learn the meta skill of intentionality of what you consume, which yeah. isn't bad. It's, it's really not bad. It just means you have to care. But the next thing I think you'll see is continued rise of more subscriptions but with easier payment that just feels like your money flows from you to what you're consuming without you having to like be right. so formal and that'll feel less painful, especially if it's crypto related or token yeah. access to things like that. And you'll start to value who gets your money with your time and attention. And eventually I believe not long at all from now, you'll see people going, 
what the fuck are these mainstream bullshit Netflix and Paramount Plus? I'd give mine to indie. Like, I have indie subscriptions, like indie right. record labels. So you'd be like, what are these mainstream bullshit radio? It's like radio rock versus indie music. Yeah. And so you'll feel good about giving the mail order catalog your write a check to it for the things you care about. And right. so businesses are going to chase what we've been doing for a long time is basically what I believe is occurring. So Yeah, there's going to be even more now uh – the the vibe of a company is going to matter more than it ever has. Like it used to be the products good. Oh, I like a Coke better than Pepsi. So I'll go with Coke. But now you're going to see, like, I think Netflix actually does a pretty good job of going. We want to support artists. So even if you don't like Dave Chappelle, we're going to put him up there. And mm-hmm. it, people can push back all they want. We're going to support our artists. Same way as they do with a bunch of other people, too, that wouldn't have the opportunity without Netflix. Mm-hmm. You go, oh, man, that's it's a great every, step. Yeah. Every single time I hear somebody uh, like a, a famous person, actor or whatever, talk about or a director talk about Netflix, it's almost always positive. Mm-hmm. Almost they're, always. They're creator friendly, no doubt about it, and direct. And like the distro's not through the, you know, it doesn't go through Comcast. Like, right. Netflix cut out Comcast and can give you a comedian. Yeah. Bo Burnham can just dream something up, and they believe in him, and you can get it. And you, and I mean, of course, that's worth it. Yeah. Like, and then if they do, even if it's Amazon, like you can not like Amazon, but they'll give you a Taylor Swift event that wouldn't exist otherwise, or a free Kanye uh, Drake concert. That's right. awesome. And eventually, you won't have to do Amazon. You won't even have to give Bezos your money. You can give it straight to. It just has it gets easier and easier. So it's a good step for sure. Patreon's been a good step. Kickstarter yeah. was a good step, but there's going to be easier and easier. But which just means, I mean, the competition gets higher and higher of who can be worth your money. But that's good too. Like it's all good. It's, but it might be hard. It feels like you got to compete. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to tell who anybody's even competing with these days. You just create. Well, it's it's kind of you know. like, I feel like companies for a while just got bigger and bigger and bigger, and everybody started resenting them more and more and mm-hmm. more until finally, now we're at this mm-hmm. time where we're like, wait a minute, you can. They are being held accountable. Yeah. Jobs are being held accountable. If if you're not going to pay somebody, they're not even going to. They're not going to take a job. Just to there's consequences have started to mount. You know, right. like you can't really hold Elon Musk accountable. Like, <laughs> but. But no, it's but I mean, starting everybody to, really could not buy his yeah. cars, and people yeah. will. You yeah. know, what I mean, like if you, if you think somebody a company's really shitty, pe- more yeah. and more, I think people are the, doing that to where the company takes that into consideration. Let's it, don't even go there. No doubt, let's not even be close to being shitty. We so don't we want to be seen cars. as a big company. Used to be, you wanted right. to be like used to. You know, who people used to want it to be the banker with the Cadillac, right? Like the with the nicest stuff. You know, like. And, or a, a millionaire, and then everybody will like me, <laughs> yeah, no. but not anymore. I know. Everybody, everybody, I remember being in elementary <laughs> school, and everybody said, I want to be a doctor, a lawyer, or a banker. And that, I remember and, hearing that. Yeah, and, and that wasn't even about money. Despised. <laughs> but yeah, because that was like for social acceptance. Like, then I'll have, I mean, you think, yeah, I'll have right. a mansion, but what, I mean, you just think, People will come to my house and we can play in the mansion when you're right. a kid. What that's what you want a mansion because you can have water slides to the uh, yeah Richie Rich soda fa- yeah. yeah. But it wasn't and, and it was like, it, but now it's not nobody would would want that like nobody would want to, it, nobody would want anybody to know that they had any money. Are you crazy? Right. right. <laughs> <It's> scary. <laughs> I mean that's why like even us talking. I mean we've been talking potentially about maybe signing to a music label again or not we don't know it's just a thought really but the idea there would be that labels have learned some lessons too and they are realizing more and more that they need the 
creatives, the content creators, mm-hmm. the bands, the music, be able to, to do everything. And so now there's more potential for even better working relationships. Like, I mean, we had a great relationship with Tooth & Nail. We always have. I mean, you still do labeled and all that stuff. So, I mean, we, we kind of got lucky. But, I, I mean, you remember, like, it used to be, oh, man, if you get on a label, every, it's so important. And that and, was to, but, in rejection of, like, major labels are bullshit, though. Right. Like, that was the end, you know. On the, the indie labels, too, yeah. still. Then, you know, yeah, they oh, eventually man, got big. Sucks. Yeah. They screwed right. over MXPX or, uh, you know, exactly. uh, Victory Records. Oh, my God. He's terrible. But, so, when something works and gets successful, everybody starts shitting. Same as Joe Rogan. Yeah. Nobody. Anything. Anything. Anybody that hates Joe Rogan hardly has listened to an episode. You know what I mean? There's like one bro podcast out there where he talks about UFC fighting and hunting and it, and it got big and everybody hates it and says he's destroying, he's like killing people with COVID and stuff. Yeah. And I don't even like him that much. I used to, I mean, I've listened to so much Rogan, but I've listened to him for years and I'm seeing some changes and stuff. I'm like, ah, I just, I don't like certain, certain things, but I feel like I'm saying it from an educated standpoint, not He's stupid. Ugly yeah, I just don't like it anymore. Like, is all it's gotten right. worse, and now it's not worth listening to mo- as much or right. mostly, unless there's you know. But yeah, I think it's. Um, I'm not trying to get off your topic, but it's like this. There's a moment where stuff gets big enough, and I'm sure it happened. If you're a listener of Bad Christian, there's probably that moment where you thought, "Yeah, well, it's lost what it originally was." Like it's oh, unavoidable. Yeah. It does happen. Right. It certainly happened to Rogan, and that, and maybe he's lost now. But I remember when it happened with Mark Driscoll, where I, at some point I was like, "Oh, this guy's doing something," and at some point it's like, "He's just recycling. He's not having right. any new experiences to inform his pr- change or his process anymore. He's just he's fallen all the way into a narrative right. now." So, and Joe Rogan feels the same way. It's just well, right. all he's going to do is recycle stuff and gravitate toward what is relevant or something. But I right. don't think it used to be that way. So I think of well, it as like a degradation of all things. I think if you don't change, like this podcast has changed so much that I can't even believe it. Like if you go back to 2014 or whatever, when we started and we're trying like that, those three guys that started it are, are not well, Joey, who knows what he's like. He seems like he, he, yeah, who knows? he, he might've doubled down on that guy being that guy or whatever with his job and stuff. But I'm saying, I know that we have changed and that's, that's the thing. Like even with this podcast continuing to do it and like the only way we will survive is if we change or be more real or do something like with pastors, I really do think it's silly to not have term limits or something like you and I were talking the other day about, uh, uh, the Bible saying, uh, young men will, uh, dream dreams, dream dreams and old men will, you know, give wisdom to those young men. And I'm just thinking you, when you're younger days, you, you have less to lose. Uh, you have, you know, more energy, more courage and, and more ignorance and all this stuff. And so you should do things and change the world and then you should stop and then help other people do it. And that's, that's really true. And I feel like yeah, in some ways we've done that. We've helped some people and I'm, I'm proud of that. Like, I mean, we could do way more, but I mean, we've influenced a lot of people to start podcasts or do music or do other things. And so I like that because we're getting into an older stage where, mm-hmm. where we need to give more wisdom and probably not do it, some things, but we're so creative minded that we'll do more new stuff. That's what I'm excited about. Like I, I'm not going to totally give up creating that sometimes I get exhausted by it. Cause I'm like, Oh man, I got to write a song or I got to do this. But I like the idea of changing because that's the only way to really stay alive or be meaningful in your life. I think change. there's a practice element to it. Like if you're going to be a, 
like a psychologist or something, you need to spend time with, like let's say you're a developmental psychologist. Well, you need to spend 20 hours a week like in a hands-on environment with kids or something. Yeah. Like to be, and just doing, teaching them math or something. Like you have to be, you have to be doing the thing and then you can do the part where you create something or talk about it or maybe, maybe coach it or give wisdom. But I mean, the sick disease is the sweet, nice young boy who wants to skip straight to giving wisdom forever as the leader. Right. (laughs) Like that's the disease for sure. Like go straight, skip straight to the unaccountable person that only focuses on giving wisdom with a platform. (laughs) You know, like that is that person, that is bad, bad stuff. Like it's very corrupting of the individual themselves, not to mention the harms that, he calls it, but that's a trap. It's like, and you hear it. A lot of people go prematurely to that, I think, and where they just go, "Well, I'm now. I'm, you know, I've had the success. I wrote that one book that got popular, and now, you know, I just want to give back, and that's why you could you can su- sign up for my. I mean, fuck off, right? Yeah, no. I mean, I, maybe maybe I'm saying Donald Miller's like that. That's who was in my mind. I don't think he's the worst guy in the world or anything, but it's just, yeah, you know, what's that? It's like that's not the same thing as continuing to experience. And guide and practice and share right. with like if you're a boxing trainer and you've boxed a ton and now you your body can't anymore but you still get up at four and ride the bike beside the boxer and you're at the you're there and do that's good that's what it right. means that's what that's right that makes sense you you right. pour all of your what you can do into a person or a small you know like that makes sense that that's yeah. that's the idea of grandparents or anything else you know I mean yeah the idea of selling. Uh, this is what I know and without any vulnerability, like like Donald Miller now does seems like, Hey, this is what I've done. I write, I do that. And that's just, too uh, let gross, me show yeah. you how to do it. It just feels like, wait a minute. Why aren't you writing more books then that are, are <laughs> right. dangerous or vulnerable or show like, you're not, you're not yes. taking any chances anymore. So everything you're doing now is a sale. That, more than yeah. reality and i and doesn't like take responsibility reality. for the results either it's like well right. i mean if your if your business fails that's on you i just gave you the principles that for success for my right. class it's like yeah. and then you know the those businesses are going to fail that you're selling to you're not going to go i mean right. you know if you choose two businesses and then invest your money you made from your book in them and continue to help work in those businesses why wouldn't you do that right. why wouldn't you be very involved in three or four businesses that you believe the most in, if you know that much, to right. really make an impact through their missions. Or you yeah. gonna, or you sell a bunch of video courses which is to why, people that are going to fail. It's kind of funny. It's just why. I know it's a little bit of it's a it's Same with pastors. A little, it's a gimmick, idea. and it's a TV show, but that's why I like Shark Tank because they go, I'll give you this much money, and this is what we're going to do or something like like the people – don't really know what's going on or they have some clue but they do need some help and then uh-huh. i like seeing some of the stories where they go last year we won shark tank and now here's where our business is well they put their I, money I up some of them don't work but they put they do put real at least money up. Yeah, yeah at least that that's the minimum you could do yeah. and they tell you no your idea sucks you're not getting our money but if, you're if, like oh you know and some of those people still make it like but that, you know, that's but, the opposite is the venture i mean that's it's like bad on the other side where you go oh i have a bunch of money so i just throw it in things that mathematically look like they're going to succeed that like like right. venture capital does that when it buys artist catalogs but and all that kind of stuff they do well they the they promise to help them and they give them capital like well you need the money and of course i have yeah. the connections and wisdom but they don't right. a lot they don't come through with that they just buy a piece and speculate on it that's the sick part of that when you just when um 
Concord Music or whoever buys up catalogs to just own it because they assume that the creators will figure it out and it will appreciate and they'll take a piece. Well, that's not sharing your wisdom really, or you get shelved at a major label because they just try to own a piece. That's bad right. too. On the other side, you should put your own money down and then fucking work on the thing. Right. Invest yourself in it and continue to do something practice based or creative yourself. I don't, I mean, there's no way that's not like the real way to do stuff. Right. There's just no way. I'm trying to look up the Shark Tank success rate. Barbara, let's see what uh, So she said, hers is, she's invested in a wide variety of startups, and her Shark Tank from year one, two, three, four, five looks like it's pretty good. Uh, it says revenue growth of investments. She's made 2,000%. Mark Cuban is at 2,000%. They're all about 2,000%. But that's their revenue percent. How many th things did they give money to not help that failed that doesn't right. matter to them? How many yeah. other people's careers did they not help that they threw some money at once and didn't pay attention again until it failed and it doesn't even show up in that stat? Yeah. I mean, some of these businesses, they just would fail without money or help. So they go on here. Like I said, it's a gimmick. And then I think it does work to an extent. But but what's their batting average Let's of see. profitable company? You know, how, okay, how so accurate are they to pick something that, that will be profitable? It's not going to be above 50%. Well, it says... Here's a chart that says uh, total companies on the show season five, uh -huh. 38 companies, companies still operating, 32, and companies that are profitable, 30. Told you it wouldn't be over 50. There's no way. The same no, that, as that's why batting average is a good. No, that is over 50. Oh, were, I thought you said percent. No, no, no. That's, there were 38 total companies, and uh -huh. 30 of them are still profitable. Oh, that's good. And so then the next season's 41 companies, only 33 are profitable. Season eight was 36. They were down. But, I mean, it's definitely over. What's the longest time range? Yeah, that's good. Uh, well, season whenever these seasons were. So five seasons ago. What's I the mean, amount, the percentage five, of five, five years? Looks like yeah, what's the percentage years. of the five-year timeline? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to look at it, but this isn't the best at seeing or explaining to me what I don't totally know. But anyway, the now the one that people won't like is that male contestants are funded out of 102 male contestants, 56 <laughs> were funded out of, and there was only 43 female contestants, half, but half of those were fun. It's about, about the same percentage, honestly, but there was only 43 female contestants and a hundred male contestants. Mm -hmm. Now I wonder that. Do you think that is some, there is some something there to patriarchy or men or women or because it seems like no matter who, uh, man, woman, whatever you identify as, it seems like the idea is all they care about being on the show that you would watch it and go, this is goofy or this is amazing. Like it doesn't seem like they would care. We need more men or we need more women. Or well, something. if there's but, a. I mean, Maybe. it's very it's complicated because there's many, many factors, but three factors that would come into play that I would say is, first of all, there are men, more men trying at that just before anything. And right. you, can set, you can cite patriarchy as the background fabric of society that we're born in that causes men to make those attempts and women to choose not to. Um, at least there's more men applied. Uh, like if you, it, but, I, but then secondly, I bet you the selectors of that show – artificially favor women contestants anyway to at least get on the show because they are 
those types of companies are hyper aware of that type of criticism. So if anything, they do look for, seek out, and try to get as many women as possible because the natural tendency is there's going to be so many many men flooding at it that they have to try to get as many women as they can. So if anything, the producers are trying to get women, but then in the end, if they are trying to have success and make money, they have to get a little bit toward the like the best ideas. Um, and then they have to, you know, the there's just at least those factors. And then I guess also that, that do, is there a difference in their success it, given the same opportunity. So all those yeah. are very separate factors. But. It says female contestants use, often receive smaller, percentage-wise, they get smaller uh, deals mm-hmm. financially. Now, I don't know. Also, I'd, I'd love to know what the deals are like. Maybe they're, they're just a cookie company, so it is less money. Like maybe they're only asking for $50,000 instead of $500,000. I'm not sure about that. Here's the biggest. Uh, I'm trying to look. doesn't tell me any, much about the. Let's see, shark, the Sharks investments, a snapshot. Over 10 seasons, who is leading the pack? This is just – so Barbara's done $10 million. Uh, Mark Cuban's done $33 million with He's done 151 deals, $33 million. The other ones are a lot less, but um, – That's crazy. Invest, investments versus net worth. Let's see, Mark Cuban, he's a billionaire. Mm-hmm. I Multi. I realize that. So it doesn't – I mean, money doesn't – Let's see. I just, yeah, that's not much money quite, at all. Sorry, I can't quite find the thing that I'm looking for here, like no, that's all the right. percentage or whatever. But you'd figure that there's an explicit bias by the producers toward women, but an implicit bias running in the background against women. Like, you know what I mean? Right. You're just yeah, not yeah. used to their presentation skills. Like you on the receiving end. So even the lady right. Barbara, she probably is just more used to male presentations because she's seen them. So it's like it goes, it just goes in bed. You know who knows? But there's, you know, there's certainly implicit bias that works against women, even if they do have yeah. good ideas. It just is, it's not as familiar. Maybe, you know, in that in those grooves. But I mean, it'll take a long time to undo those. So Back the average is if you go on Shark Tank, you got about a fifty-six percent chance of getting a deal. That's pretty good. I mean, pretty, that's yeah. crazy. Well, how, but how many, like they, how many total applicants do they get to select through to like have ones that are already have profitable so projected had, balance sheets? They've so. had two hundred twenty-two episodes and eight hundred ninety-five pitches, and they've done four hundred ninety-nine deals. But thousands and thousands and thousands of people have applied to get on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tens of right. thousands. And right. then they all have to submit P&Ls and projections and roadmaps and all those things, you know, pitches. So they can filter it way down. But, yeah, that's not that much money. It's like it's not like Mark Cuban is really thinking about his investments very much there. He's just playing um, a, a it, personality It's really funny. Game. I never watched Shark Tank at all. And then you remember we went to Ben Teets' house, uh, our friend in Chico, California, with uh, me, you, Joey, and Reva. So uh-huh. this was years ago. Before, way before COVID. And we, uh, why did we go there? Oh, we were going to do uh, Joshua Fest, I think. We were doing yeah. either playing some songs or doing bad. I think we were doing a bad Christian pod, and you and I were going to do Matt and Toby. And so we stayed in Chico, and uh, his roommate, or uh, merch guy and uh, bus driver, the best bus driver ever, Pete, calling pizza. Um, he would get off work and just watch only Shark Tank. <laughs> And he came home after work, and I was just sitting there, and we just started watching. I was like, this show's pretty cool, and I just started liking it. I mean, it's not like it's amazing or anything, but it's just 
there's something about it that really got me. And I was just so, it was, made me laugh so much that Peter was just, he, like, uh, Ben told me that he only watched Shark Tank for like two or three weeks. That's Nothing hilarious. Else. I was like, wow. So, and that ever since then, that's why I've, I've been watching it. Like, if it's on, I kind of watch it because I was like, ah, it's just easy. Same as like, Jess will watch like diners, drive ins, and dives or something or something on HGTV or the uh, Food Network. But I, if I see Shark Tank, I usually just watch it. That's yeah, it. it's definitely got like you can put yourself in the shoes of either party at any time and feel that like you can feel the pressure of right. the, of the person trying to do public speaking and be on TV or like hmm, I'm judging their business. Like either point of view, you can like totally sink yourself into. Right. 100%. Which one do you d- identify more as the pitchers or the the uh, the buyers. Oh, the pitcher for sure. That's yeah. a, that's one hundred percent me. I mean, there's no way. I, I the, being the buyer, I just would be terrible at the the number thing. Of, but do you oh, think well, you're a better a, a judge? Like, do you think you'd be a good judge? Like, oh, that's the one to bet on. Like, you don't find yourself thinking that way. Like, oh, that's gonna fail. Or oh, that one might work. Or you're I just do, thinking, yeah. how would I pitch this? And yeah, I, yeah. there are definitely times where I thought, oh, this is so stupid, it's not gonna work. And then they either they did give do it or whatever and it worked out but usually if you think this is not going to happen you know it's not you know the same with the judges or whatever do you so think of that's... that you could pitch better than the pitch people or or that kind of thing like you judge their you know persuasion skills yeah it, it's sad when they start getting like a little whiny or uh, they're a little flustered that so you're like oh no they're fucked yeah like you know if they're not not that the confidence works 100 percent but once you start getting a little flustered, they people start thinking you don't believe enough in or know enough about your business, and so yeah, right. you're done. Yes, so. definitely. Like uh, the confidence wanes. It's like I'm sure it's like stand up comedy or something else. You right. Know? Yeah. Oh, I guess musical performance too. You know, it's just it'd be crazy if you had to do musical open mics. M- way more like it's kind of sucks that that's not more a part of music like. I mean, I don't wish that it was, but where you had to think of something and then perform it almost on the spot that in a way that could totally be, you'd feel so stupid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you you don't, there's nothing quite like that. There's open mics, but you just practice a bunch and go and nobody else is really good. But there's not like a scene of people who like, I had an idea on the way here. Is this good? And it can go horribly wrong or good. Yeah. That would be cool if it existed. It'd be scary, right. but we don't have it. But um, you can really, you can flop on, you know, you can get yourself in some situation where you feel bad performing. Okay, so I got, I found the top, the number one, like top 20 all time that went on to do great. And this one, I didn't even know that it was on there, but it's uh, Kodiak Cakes. You ever seen those? They're like, uh, it's like a waffle mix or pancake mix stuff. Mm-hmm. It's Kodiak Cakes. I think we had, we get that sometimes for our family. And it, uh, so let's see. The Utah-based Kodiak Cakes is making an impressive effort, and then the flour-based mix this was featured on the show in 2013. And he didn't want to give up more than 10% equity. Bolstered by the attention and supported by health-conscious carb lovers, the company recorded 54 million dollars in revenue in 2017, Crazy. and now is the fourth largest pancake mix company or whatever. And then number five is the uh, Squatty Potty. That was on on here. <laughs> That's company, been big, yeah. I know they moved one million in product, one million dollars in product, twenty four hours within twenty four hours of the broadcast of the wow. episode. Isn't that crazy? And now they're yeah, just they, they do thirty million dollars in sales in like twenty sixteen. So That's huge. Yeah, I mean we have a squatty pie. I'm sure that the only thing about that would be uh they're just copies. 
you know, now. So you get some cheap. There's no way to stop that, right? Like, no. Somebody, I mean, it's just zero. Somebody comes up with an idea and you just make it too and cheaper. Yeah. And you want it to be that way. Like, you know, there's patents, but if you get too much stuff patentable too long, then it would be really bad for the consumer because they would keep it. You know, you want yeah. drugs to be able to go off label or technology to be like, otherwise somebody patented podcasts and nobody else could have ever made one without paying a thousand dollars, you know, like whatever. Yeah. They tried to patent podcasting to where only you could only do it through one company or right. something because yeah, the idea yeah. to, I had the idea that you could put audio in a feed. Oh yeah. And then, that's like right. I patented I it. Yeah. They, they, they was like a, uh, Adam Carolla was going after that guy for a long time. I guess it worked. No, they, out. they, they were, they were telling Adam Carolla and them they had to pay millions of dollars because they were podcasters and they owed them because it's their idea. Right. And they're like, fuck you. We're not. And so the, while the podcasters put money together for a legal defense and were able to win, win but yeah, they had yeah. to fight to get it there. That's insane. I did. You would do that. Uh, ring uh, that goes on your, Oh, that's everywhere. Yeah. That, that was on shark tank. We, I mean, we did ads on the podcast for Ring. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's enough. We we were all over the place today. My God. Mm-hmm. Good Lord. All right. See y'all later. <laughs>